Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet coming to you from the ever increasingly filthiest storeroom uh, buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal where we blow Well, up. you just ate your lunch in here too and that's why it smells even worse now. Oh, I reckon it actually improved the smell. Actually improved. And uh, if you are dropping through Grima Place, you should get down to Miss Baco and get one of their fantastic barn mees. I recommend the uh, pork belly with the chili. You can't go wrong. Isn't that right, Blarko? No, they're very good. They very are very good, good very indeed. Fresh, very fresh. I vouch for that place. And we are brought to you with the very dubious support of The Greenhouse, the number one fan forum on the internet, um, masses of members. Get online, get engaging with those people. Also, with the cash money sponsorship of Landspeed Records, come in and get your LPs, your CDs, your T-shirts, your posters, your, all your audio technica gear from people who love the Camberators as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, you must love the Camberators. Isn't that right, Blake? Oh, she's a cruel mistress. She is. The Raiders. She is. If you're listening, you, 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 you know, you're hurting. You're hurting. You love the club, but you're hurting. 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 You're hurting. We'll introduce uh, our special guest all the way from the west coast of the United States. Yep. Matthew Hollywood Heather Leneves. Matthew. Hey, guys. How are we? What a rough watch that was. Jeez. A week, you know, it really occurred to me um, in the lead up to this show, a week is such a long time in football. This time last week, we'd come off a victory against the Sharks and we were feeling pretty good about things and we were the prospects and, and two and two and then maybe just the the chance of you know being three and three at some oh stage. the role was on it was it was and you could see things were clicking and everything now all of a sudden you're sitting here looking at you know oh goodness gracious me you know goodness gracious me you're kissing your sister it's 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 a funny one I'd, i mean before we get into that game but uh maybe we maybe we should jump into the news because we're going to break down the game later but I, I i just had a few thoughts what we previewed in that last week's podcast about mm. this week's about the game too like um pork you, you spoke about how we always seem to turn dan gagai into a world beater yeah we really do and, we're fantastic oh yeah. my gosh anyway we'll, we'll break into the lucky news miller uh, lucky miller we'll get into that let's go to news which we do of course for the great people mal and the crew down at impact comics down in garima place get in there for all your pop finals all your nerd gear if they don't have it, I'll be stunned because it's they not are just the last nerd word. gear. Don't be, yeah, nervous. don't be down on. I'm not nervous. I am cool. art, graphic I, novels. I am myself a nerd. I yeah. think well, that's probably most people know that. Most people know that. Yeah, well, well, I'm, I'm myself a nerd, so I'm into all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. I can tell you the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars, and look at you in disbelief that you're even asking. All right. <laughs> okay, and so that's why I'm a nerd. But we do it for Impact uh, Comics, and we got news, and it's all around the the lad from Orange, Larko. Yeah, so Jack Whiten, he's been suspended for two mm, weeks. Two weeks. Two. It's it's funny. You look at you look at that tackle. You look at that tackle, and you. Yeah. you I mean, two years ago, that was you know a great tackle. It really was. I'm still not sure that it's worth two weeks. But anyway, that's that's the way the game's going at the moment, and the crackdown. And well, I think it would be worth nothing if Jackson Hastings had been facing the other direction, and it had been later and got him in the back, a la what 
uh, Joseph Suwali'i uh, did to um, RCNK uh, to CNK and got nothing for it at all. I so, mean, everyone's everyone's comparing every tackle, whether it's Kafusi now White into that Suwali'i one. Yeah. Going, well, that was this, but in reality, and I think they'll the power brokers have kind of admitted they actually got that one wrong. It's it's tough though, isn't it? Because the tackle on Lockie Miller in the second half that he got the ten minutes for and only a fine at the judiciary is probably worse. I mean, Lockie, yeah, yeah. yes, kind of kind of ducked into it, and Jack, you could tell, and Ricky spoke about it in the press. So he was trying to turn the momentum of the game, and, and yeah. we've spoken about this in the past that you know Jack does that through effort, strength, mm-hmm. and overpowering someone often in defence, and yeah. it was one of those things that you know clearly he was trying to wrestle back the game, and and. You know, at that speed, it doesn't take much for Lockie Miller to dip and then suddenly there's a hit there. And I, mm. I would have thought that would have gotten him more weeks than the one on Hastings. The Hastings yeah. one, both of them were, they were bang, bang, weren't they? They were both like almost not even a penalty. But when you do look back on it, which they do, it, he, he did contact the head. And yeah. how that's you know, a grade two, though, and other things are great. I mean, the grading yeah, that's all, right. the grading's all, ridiculous. But I yeah, saw it could have been a one. Miller and I saw a shoulder go into a head, and I know he was dipping, but I thought he's in trouble here. And whereas I saw the the one he did on Jackson Hastings, and I didn't think there was, I thought that was on time. I didn't think it was late. And even when I looked at the replay, I, that was high, was it? I know, it it's high. a mess, isn't it? I mean, if you think back to that game a couple of weeks ago when um, Corey had a win and got hit. Was it against the Sharks? He got hit mm. in the jaw. Yeah, and they didn't even. St- no, maybe it was in Queensland actually, and they didn't no, even. No, no, it was um, down in Canberra. It was. It was. Yeah, it was in down Canberra. on the touchline near the grandstand, right? And yep. he got hit on the jaw, and and they didn't even. There wasn't even a penalty for it, and and yet he got up groggy, and he had to go off for HIA. So yep. it's such a grey area all over and, the place. But then, you know, yeah, um, O'Sullivan went to the bin. He probably shouldn't have gone to the bin for that one as well. That, it's, it's, oh, of yeah, course yeah. not. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And, and you get them. It's all over the top. But let's get to the, the, the big Jack White news, big. of course, of the week that's really um, put us all on a spin, kicked us in the guts, yeah. uh, divided the, the, the fan community, is the news that Jack White will not be taking up his, his option for 2024 and will instead be going to market and seeing what he can get offered out there in the wider um, NRL land. Um, doesn't mean, of course, that he's definitely going to leave the club. It just means he's not taking up his option. Now he had a pretty good option on the, on the table to yeah. trigger for the rumors of what 900 to 1.1. Well, okay. So 900 is generally what I understood it to be, but then James Hooper's come out now and said 1.1. So the only explanation for that 1.1 is that maybe, um, I don't know about James Hooper. I'm not yeah. sure about James Hooper being yeah. the, the Oracle on, on anyway, these figures. The only, yeah. thing, only thing I could say about that, that 1.1 is maybe it's 900 and plus there's some sort of ratchet clause with yeah. an increase of the cap, which would have seen that 900 ramp up to 1.1. Yeah. When this news broke, you know, I started to think about where would he fit? And, you know, I thought, oh, South Sydney, Manly, um, Melbourne, you know, Melbourne, not Manly, sorry, South Sydney, Melbourne and, and the Roosters were the obvious threats and, and then on 360, they said that the budget's too high. Like they're, they're yeah. already well. So there's there's, there's two there's two scenarios. If he if he does indeed want to leave the club, there's two mm-hmm. scenarios. Either he's going to a, a big name premiership window club, which is a which is a Storm, a Roosters, a a similar or lesser money, yeah, a yeah. South Sydney. Well, he's actually probably going to have to take less money, and he's probably going to have to play in the centres at all those clubs because he's not really likely to get a five eight spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I want talk- to- <laughs> I there's want talk. him in the centres at our club. Yeah, well, there's talk. Even. There's talk of you know maybe going the Roosters and he could have the six if if Cleary um, finishes up in the game. But they've also got Jay, Jay Manu who can play six. And does he really at those clubs? Does he really provide at six what they're looking for? You know, mm. he's he's got so many errors in his game mm. consistently. Is he, do they really 
want a six that's going to have that many areas? Probably not. Look, but the, we're being, we're seeing reports that there's ten clubs. Yeah, but so if he does, if he is going to play really? six and he's mm. going to get big money as as a six, it's at the Tigers. Dolphins. It's at the Dolphins. Mm. You know who else? It's it's one of those sort of clubs. The Dolphins could really use him, couldn't they? And it's it's funny. Paul Kent said, and and Paul Kent's probably going to be my ask down later for his treatment of Suwali a couple of nights back. But he 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 sort of said maybe it's a little bit of a you know smokescreen too. Like Peter O'Sullivan up at um, the Dolphins might have been talking to Jack already. Like maybe they were the ones that first reached out. So Jack sort of said, okay, I'm just going to wait and see what I can get. And then you hear about different players getting huge packets, you know, Mitchell Moses got what 1.2 and he's not yeah. nowhere near as good as Jack. So you start to wonder maybe is he though? Trying... Is he, is he, is he nowhere near he's... as good as Jack? He's kicking I don't think he's... better. I think his structured attacking game is better. He runs aside. He runs aside. He runs aside. Uh, and that's yeah, but that's where I think we need Jack. Defense. He's not as good in defence as Jack is. He isn't, he's not as hard. He can't go into a rep level and hold and own a spot like Jack. But not even hold down. a spot, mate. Like he's Jack no, that's was the right. best centre for Australia. Like he was unbelievable. And I just, I, I personally believe we need to be using Jack in a different way. I, I don't disagree with that. But look, we'll, we'll see where he goes. But look, before we, you know, we'll surely have more time to talk about Jack in this. We we should um, pick over the bones of the Knights game. I don't think we've covered the Jack stuff enough, man. I think we. No, I don't think we have either, man. Like, well, I think we've got to schedule for something later in the podcast. I think we're skipping. I think we're skipping over it. This is this is our biggest player for. Yeah. For this century, he's he's been our most influential player since you could argue Ricky. Hojo, Hojo was more influential. Hojo, was definitely, definitely Hojo. And I think if Kim Pesey doesn't do his knee, he was more influential. I know we only really got two great seasons out of Campo, but those two seasons he was influential as hell. Yeah, um, I, I don't man. Like back apart from two thousand and nineteen. And even then, he was surrounded by other players who. What were about his twenty twenty Dallium winning year? Yeah, what about it? Ask, <laughs> ask Nathan Cleary that question as well. That's not to say he played poorly. He played well. Yeah, it's not his fault. I mean, I've been calling for Jack to be used either at 13 um, or one or even in the centres for the Raiders for a while. I'd love to see Brad Schneider play six. I'd love to see them blood him and actually try and develop that. Um, you know, but we also can't – It's 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 recency bias, I guess. We can't – Forget that we we've lost three of our spine in that game on the weekend, and yeah. there's a lot of questions about the way that our spine was used in some of our bench rotations. But I I personally don't think he's going to go. But if he does go, um, you've you got to wish him well, man. Like you've got to think what he's yes, done to the yes, club. Yes, yes, and no. Yes, I'm in two minds about that <clears throat> because yeah, he's been loyal, very loyal to the club. You know, he's been here since he was a teenager and this is the first time he's ever actually gone to market. But at the same yeah. time, the club has shown him an incredible degree of loyalty. Yeah. That yeah, plenty of other players of wouldn't have been yeah. afforded. There's there's the, you know, off-field incidents. And in addition to that as well, there's, he's had some pretty up and down in different form and the, and the club and the supporters have stuck by him the whole way through. You know, you look at how harsh a... Um, Dragons are on non-performing players. How harsh are Broncos were on Milford? You know what I mean? He's he's hasn't really faced a lot of scrutiny when he's really had some some indifferent form, both at at one and six. Because I'm a bit of a fanboy, probably a Jax. So I love him, and I guess one of the things that maybe masquerades it for me is I see his form in New South Wales and Australia, and that's at another level. You know what I mean? So maybe I'm judging him not as much what he's done for the Raiders as much as what he's done just as a single yeah, and we, we've said, player. And I, we, 
we've said on the show before, he's, he performs better in those positions at those sides when he doesn't have to run the team. You know, and maybe yeah. that's not really his strength all along. It's never been. You know, Ricky's always tried to stick by with him and turn him into a six. And with, you know, more success than failure, but it's never, you know, it's like I said a couple of weeks ago when he had those errors in the back end of the game against um, the Sharks when we just needed to cool it and control it. It's not who he is. And it's well, with a gun to your head right be. now, where would you play him? If he stayed at the Raiders, where would you play him? With a gun to your head. 13. 13. It's 13? an experiment, isn't it? Thirteen's an experiment. It's not an experiment at all. Thirteen, thirteen's a bigger risk. It'll be thirteen or one. That's it. No, yeah. It's thirteen. I'll tell you why. Because we saw it in the nineties when they did the two players. I think to different degrees, but they both took the step up. Reminded he reminded me most of in Freddie Fidler yeah. and Laurie Daly. Yeah. Now they both took the step up to being yeah, but their elite. best positions were six. They yeah, both were... they took the step up to being elite playmakers. They both did. Jack, I don't think has. But when they went into rep teams. They often went into 13 and occasionally they went into 11, 12 at a pinch, you know, in rotations, but they went into 13 and they did what Isaiah Yo is being done with now, you know, a link player, an extra playmaker, et cetera, but someone you can count on to do a large workforce, you know, workload in defence, really make a difference in that defence, but at the same time have an extra attacking line. So an extra member of the spine, if you like. Yeah. I think 13 would be bloody brilliant for him. It would give him freedom. It would allow him to use his number one strength, which is, you know, that defensive dominance that he has, but then also come in with that ever-present danger that if you take your eye off him a second, you know he can smash to that line, you know he can throw a pass, and you know he can do a kick. That's where I'd play him right now at 13 because we're sort of moseying around that at the moment. And as Black A will get into later, we're going to have some issues in, in the centre area, which we've got to think about soon. So moving out centre, I don't necessarily is the right place. And while you're saying he gets Schneider, less ball, he yeah, gets less ball at centre, he gets doesn't less he? Ball. Right. So, and you're talking about Schneider at number six. Um, I'm particularly happy to see in the halves this week, Fogarty and, and Frawley in the yeah. halves, because while Frawley is nowhere near the defence or the dynamism of, of Whiten in so many other ways, he is a game manager. You know, so putting Jack into 13, I think, is actually has benefits on top of benefits on top of benefits. But he's not going to want that because no one trades in a six jersey for a 13 jersey at a club. Happily does that. Who knows? I don't even know if it's his choice. I think there's been a couple of moments when leading up to state of origin pressure, you know, media have asked some questions of Ricky of, oh, what about playing him in different positions? And Ricky's, even in bad form, he's always said, he's my six. And while he's at this club, he'll always be six. And it's like, okay, all right, well then, let's watch him kick it out on the floor. Yeah, poor Ricky. Uh, Ricky's the one I feel sorry for, though. If if he does, you know, leave or or to go through this, is I feel bad for Ricky because Ricky could not have done more for Jack. He could not have supported him greater. You know, it's like, what more could he have done? Don't know. Could this be just Jack trying to get an extra year? Look, he look. This is the other thing, and and I wanted to get this because he was going to be in another segment with me. I have no problem with Jack trying to secure his future after football by getting the best possible deal he can. And mm-hmm. if he can get a bigger deal, you know, and longer deal, well, good luck to him because, you know, what's he doing after football? You know, what's his plan after football? Get the money while you can get it, Jack. And, you know, he's turned 30. So this is it. This will be his last big contract, if not mm-hmm. his last contract. So I don't have an objection to that. But the, the next part of that is what, what more did the club have to do? What? Yeah, maybe not much did, more, but. But you're also going to think bigger picture too. Like, is his family, is his wife, does she want to live somewhere else? Like, does she yeah, want to maybe try Yeah, that's a possibility. In- so so Michelle Bridges on the SEN show, Michelle Bridges, who I didn't realise actually lives in Canberra, is a neighbour of 
Jack's out in a property just outside of Canberra. And she has said, while she dearly wants him to stay at the Raiders, he's told her that he has always wanted to live in Queensland. And, you know, he loves his fishing and that's a big part of it. And not only that, his mother-in-law um, lives up on the Gold Coast as well. So Yeah, and he certainly enjoyed when he's been up at um, Mooloola Bar up on the Sunshine Coast. He certainly enjoyed those times. So you I know, mean, the Gold Coast are going to need a 5-8 next year? It's more likely that it would be Redcliffe. I think you've already nailed yeah. it because that is so much closer was, to look, the, the Sunshine Coast. Look, I was surprised that um, Redcliffe didn't go after him in a big way actually last year. Yeah. The first year when I really thought that when he was off contract before he took up the option last year, he'd be someone they'd really target. And when he took up the option, I was really relieved. Mm. Yeah, but no. you know, either players want to stay or they want to go. And mm. and ultimately, it'd be good if they would just be frank and honest. I mean, I know there's just just these endless games that we're witnessing these days, especially with like you know Mitchell Moses and Isaac Moses. The games often are in the media though, and the games because there is such a circus around it. The games are often not necessarily in the players' control. What's I mean, I have to admit, guys, like in my life, you know, I've I've left a I've left a couple of television shows while they were still on air, and and I did them for family reasons, and and I did them at the height of the success of certain things, and people on the outside don't necessarily see that. So, you know. And a lot of the jobs I, I might get offered, you know, are in Bulgaria or Africa or whatever it might be. So there's certain things. So with Offspring, that, did you ask to be killed or was you I, just I did. It you, you wasn't a case of like you, the kid in no, um, I, the kid I in asked the to, dead just buys a house in Georgia and then he picks up the script and says, oh, I'm dying no, this I, week. I, I thought the show we'd done five. I mean, we don't need to get into this. It's a rugby league podcast. <laughs> but I thought the show we'd done like five five seasons. And if we were going to do six, that might be the last one. And if we do six, then there's 12 storylines that need to finish. So if I leave on the fifth, you go out with a bang as the only storyline. So I asked to leave. And I, yeah, so they, when I said, can I leave? They said, yeah. And they said, we'll kill you. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but, um, but no, but my, my, my point is so many, so many other things come into discussion, you know, like it could come down to like, should Jack's we kill him, kids. get him off the podcast? Is that what we have? To yeah, do? please. Heather, did Heather Lockley get killed? But no, uh, did I she just... Melrose Place? No, did she in Did she get blown up? Did, did everyone get everyone blown up? Blown up in yeah. Melrose Place, I thought, yeah. yeah. But I loved, I, I, I did love Offspring. But no, my, my point is, like, we've always got to think bigger picture. And even though I'm sure every Canberra Raiders fan, uh, and even rugby league fan probably can't believe what's happening. And it might actually come to fruition. We've always got to put ourselves in his shoes. And mm-hmm. and even though, yeah, the club can't do anything anymore, who knows, man? Like maybe he's going through something that that uh, that yeah. we don't know. And, I just and, think and... I just think post football, like you set yourself up better for life post football by being a one term one one club player. One player club, as you like to say in numerous episodes. You've got one, one player club, that's right. <laughs> one, one club. One club <laughs> just, player. Just Jack and no one else. But you just, you just, set, you you just the... set yourself up. Yeah, you, and your image is always somehow your brand is somehow benefits, I think, long term. You know? Yeah. You, well, I mean, you do have that 10-year thing with uh, with um, AFL, for example, once they've gone over a certain stage with, with the well, one we, team. We should, get, we should get so very little of what they're paid gets counted towards yeah. the salary cap. And and that must come up because it's 2012 he started and yeah. it's now 2023. So that must be taken into account. And maybe that's exactly what he's trying to do is say, go to market, I'm still there. You can pay me more because it doesn't count to your salary cap. And let's pump is that, is that, does that happen in rugby league as well? I yeah, think it does to a certain extent too. Yeah, but there's only it's only like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. Because you, you can only spread it over a couple of players, and, and Toots would be getting it already. 
So he'd already have that. Toots. 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 Toots would have Toots. it already. Toots would have it already. Well, I and, do know Don Fern has well. been. Don Fern has been trying to get the club more, you know, um, leniency when it comes to not only, I guess, um, loyalty with players that have been there for a decade, but also Junior you know, juniors that we develop, yes. and it, we just. There's, they've had no luck at all. Yeah, no. I've seen a couple of people toss up um, in the wake of this. We're going to lose him, and you know we're not going to, be able to attract anyone good. And we need salary cap um, dispensation because no one wants to come to Canberra. That will never happen. I know it's happened in the past in the AFL with with GWS and Still. the Swans, and that is never going to happen in the NRL. And also, too, you know. I'm a bit tired of people saying, oh, we can't attract anyone good to Canberra. Oh, yeah, I, I am completely too. We've attracted some of the most amazing juniors. Trey yeah. Mooney was already on the radar when we got him. Yeah. Chevy Stewart was already on the radar when we got him. Like there are certain players that wanted to come to us because we had a stable base. We could prove that we developed young players. We had the center of excellence and we've got a nice junior development program. And we've, you know, and it, you can see that across the grades. Like our, our junior grades are doing really well. They've all been hit through injury. And we've had to call up players from New South Wales Cup to first grade and from you yeah, know, Chevy, Chevy Stewart. Stewart Chevy Stewart debut. played his first debut. He had know, to get for, a uh, as as you told us, Matt. He had to get a um, had to get a dispensation. Yeah, to, to get him is, to play because he's still seventeen. Goodness. Yeah. Right, but we do guys have to move on to. I know we're trying to avoid it, but we have to go and we have to examine the night's game. We just do. You know, and look, I'll start off. It, it was just awful. It was it was awful. It was awful attack. It was awful defence. Um, when I was looking around for positives in that match, uh, I was really, really scratching. No, to the, some players performed. There was a couple of players that performed all right. And apart from that, insipid is possibly the nastiest word I think I can say about any performance. Oh, that mate, was insipid. come on now. It was insipid. And, uh, and dare I say lame. It was lame. It was lame. You know, there was effort in, in points where they were trying, but they weren't. Are we playing the song now? We could play the song if you like, <laughs> but probably not. Son of a bitch. We turned up at Newcastle Like we had already won the points Papa strategically sat upon the bench The shoe man would run the joint But we lacked any cohesion And we kept dropping the ball they just waltzed through our defense, waltzed through our defense, and we're so lame. I wish to hell this song weren't about us. We're so lame. I wish to hell this song weren't about us, about us, about us. Um, look, to the point that when I was sitting there thinking, well, who, who comes up for, for talk for the Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork $20 land speed records voucher, you know, there was really only two players that I want to put up. Matt Jimiko, who mm -hmm. I swear to God, can someone please give him earlier ball in more space? Three Be knees is just, um, he just because powers through. I listen to that Sharks podcast um, I t told you about last week, yeah. and they're like, oh, you know, um, Matt Moylan shouldn't be getting pushed away by 
by Matt Timiko. He's not even a powerful center. It's like, Jesus like, yeah, Christ, no, he really mate, is. He's one of the most powerful centers in the comp. Give him more ball earlier because he was playing well in spite of his limited opportunities because I'd swear the ball barely went to him. And when it did, he was under massive pressure. And the other one was, and he's constantly been now talking, but again, his res- there was nothing wrong with Joe Tarpanay's effort. No, this is one of the shoot. frustrating things about Joe Tarpanay. Was, this time last year, I was saying the same thing. Is It's like you only get so many good seasons at that level out of a prop. And yeah. it feels like we're wasting yeah. Joe Tarpanay's best football. Because he's a great prop. He's just a great prop. And I know Papa was short of a run because he was coming back from it. But they just, said on the coverage, they thought it looked like he was he was a bit out of shape. He was. He was a bit out of shape. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was gassed. He, he had to come off twice. But you know, it's tough, right? Clearly, Matty Tomoko was the best player on the field for us, without a doubt. But, you know, Albert Hoppawade, Almost yeah, ran for 200 meters. Seb Chris ran for t- almost 300. Most of them go. were kickbacks, you know, and, and clearly he doesn't have that X factor that most teams, most of the elite teams have in their fullback. That X factor but, Parramatta's looking for in a fullback. Yeah. yeah. We'll take Gutherson. Um, no, we won't. But, um, yeah, Josh looked gassed. Joey Taps ran for almost 250. Not many other forwards had any impact at all. Mm. Um, no, they didn't. The minutes were sort of evenly split. So I no one Big Red, had a good, Big Red had a good try, but he just wasn't as effective as the week before because they were sort of. No, he's, for he, I think he's looking good though. But, but the wind, the wind picked up at half time. I had a couple of friends that were there, and the wind certainly picked yeah. up. And they played. They they used it really well. And yeah, their win game in the second half. They, I mean, they had a fourteen point lead or whatever it was, so they knew what to do. But they just went bang, bang, bang in that in that start yeah. of the second half and just rolled. Through the field, they actually made a lot of meters through Mahus as well. We yeah, he like ran for some huge amount of meters as well. They made a lot of meters. Yeah, when Mars Big Red came onto the field, yeah, what position do you think he's been playing? I I think he's been playing either prop or second row. As well. No, no, he's not playing prop. Or he's either playing. I reckon he's playing thirteen. Yeah, Pretty much he when he's coming up, on, he's playing thirteen. Thirteen. So, yeah. In the Sharks game, right? I noticed when he came onto the field, there was one point like so. He pretty much just swapped in and out with Whitehead at thirteen against the Knights, but. In the Sharks game, he was playing 13 and Whitehead was still on the field at one point. So at that point in time, as were um, Hadawiri Naida and as were Hudson Young. So at that point, what position was Elliot Whitehead, Whitehead playing to him? He was in the front row rotation. <laughs> <laughs> where he was. It happened. But, that's it. but the modern game is it, the modern game's not a 13 and a prop unless you're like, I guess, the you know, like the Panthers when you've yeah, got it's a pretty obvious. 13. There's, there's a middle obvious. and there's a left and a right edge. You know or, what I mean? Like we all know, Roosters as well. Like this is Cam Murray. There's some pretty obvious like 13th. Outright. Yeah, but we don't have that. We have no. we have three middles and two two edge forwards. <laughs> well, but I that that game. I mean, I don't know if it's my ass count. I, I can keep my ass clown for somebody else. But the thing that baffled me the most, and there are so many things that we can discuss, guys. Um, when it comes to that game, that you know hurt us and. What was going on with the hooker rotation? Yeah, I was I was shocked that um, Wolford was named in the side and then didn't start. Like, if you're going to name him, or even didn't even didn't come on. If, okay, he doesn't start. Great, yeah. bring him on just before halftime. Yeah, he didn't come on to the 60th minute, and yeah, then crazy. he was out of sync. And our pass from dummy half, and I remember saying it last week, it was awful. And and it's not the hooker's fault, just our rhythm, our our ability to be able to preempt where the ball's going to be. So we kept trying to do this crash play and it started to work because Danny Levi and the forwards that he was calling onto the ball, he knew when to go face ball and when to go short. Yeah. Where on the weekend, when we got into their attacking zone, whether it was Starling or Wolford, 
we had two runners and they didn't know if the inside guy was getting onto the outside guy. And we kept trying that crash ball, crash ball, which has been effective. And I get it as a... OJ got a lot of blame for the for the crash ball, didn't he? And now he's gone. He can't blame. It's not Now they're blaming from, Ricky, but... Yeah. Look, I, 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 just, that dis- I just... That disconnect though, and it was to do with the hooker. The moment I knew we were in trouble in that game, we were up six points to nil at that stage. It was in that pass went, and Whiten wasn't even thinking it was for him, and it went off, and we handed over possession. From that point, we lost field position, and three sets later, they came in and scored. And yeah. we never in that match, never at any point from that match, looked like we were in control of it. From the plan that should have always been, though, when when Wolford came into the side, he should have taken over from Levi as a starting nine. But I think because... Uh, he came Tom, in so late. He came yeah, but in also, so late. I think because Tommy like played out basically the whole game, you know, against the Sharks at Hooker, mm-hmm. and he did a pr- pretty good job. Ricky went, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to play him. You know, I'm going to start him at Hooker again. Whereas you shouldn't really just go because that worked last week. Let's just try and replicate it. You should go back to what you, your your initial plan is. And your initial I mean, plan for, has been for for starting to be the yeah. backup. Uh, yeah, and for. Um... And inject, whoever and it might be start that actually takes a bit of the sting out of the yeah. game. Sorry, I, I meant Frawley came in so late, but there was just that disconnect, right, between obviously whoever's playing hooker, whoever's our first receiver, and then our fullback. It, there was just a lack of any rhythm in that game. That but, even even when it's quite funny, even when Matty Frawley kicked that two point field goal, um, and we went up fourteen eight, I walked upstairs to Michelle. She was um, she wasn't asleep, but she was upstairs here at the place and. And I said to her, oh, we're in front. And she said, oh, that's good. And I said, well, we're not going to win. She said, what do you mean? You guys are winning 14-8. I said, we don't look at all in sync. We look completely lost. Yeah. And This is the problem. The- Americans don't understand rugby league. It was, con- it was cohesion. Yeah. Yes, Americans <laughs> don't understand rugby <laughs> league. I mean, But seriously, that moment, like, <laughs> who did Jack think on the fifth tackle that ball was going to on his side of the field? Who did yeah. he think it was going to? Where was he running to when that pass came out? And he didn't do it. And it was like, there was just, what the hell was he thinking? He should have wanted the ball and known it was for him and been surprised it was going anywhere else. And I thought that summed up the game. But do you know who else sums up the game? Danny Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> now, now, in regards to the... Uh, uh, lots against the Knights on uh, Sunday. As I my uh, glasses are full, man, I'll uh, start with the positives. <clears throat> uh, probably the only positive from that game was the uh, first half performance of uh, the great, the uh, one and only Matthew Frawley. <clears throat> uh, that first 40 minutes in that game from uh, the shoe man was, uh, and I'm not one often prone to hyperbole, but I make no hesitation in saying that was the uh, greatest half of rugby league by a Canberra's half in this club's uh, 41-year history. <clears throat> Absolutely unbelievable stuff uh, from Frawls, putting uh, Hutto over really on, and that uh, that two-point field goal, I'll tell you what it is, it is clutch. <clears throat> uh, don't worry about uh, Nathan Cleary, that was the uh, clutchiest of clutch plays over the weekend, and uh, it certainly had uh, me out of my chair cheering. <clears throat> uh, Matty Frawley, you little beauty. Uh, he's an ornament to the game. He's a Canberra Raiders monument, and they, uh, we've got to keep him around at the club as long as possible. <coughs> uh, now, in regards to the negatives, a uh, BATB against us. Uh, that's footy. Uh, not much went our way. The Knights turned up with a good attitude and uh, got the chocolates. Uh, that's the way the uh, cookie crumbles sometimes, but uh, <coughs> uh, I'm not worried. Uh, we're exactly where we want to be. Uh, one uh, from four. I think we're in a similar spot at this time stage last year, and we've got a... Uh, 
Good draw coming up with uh, Penrith and the Broncos. A couple of uh, gimmies there. So it's hard to see either of those two teams troubling us. And uh, uh, everyone's written us off and uh, things are looking up. Um, so I absolutely can't wait for the uh, game on Friday night, 6 o'clock, uh, where they put all the blockbusters. And uh, it should be an absolute ball terror. And I uh, go, you uh, green machine. Well, he's an angry, angry man. Oh, he's hurting. He's hurting. He's a daddy's he hurting. Be, let's get him coaching. Let's get him in there. Yeah. Half-time well, talk. I think he's tried, but his, yeah. uh, his illegitimate half-brother doesn't want him in there for some reason. So He's banned from anywhere. Oh, look, Bruce, I've had that same it. problem. I've had that same problem. I've yeah. tried to go into the press conferences at the end. Yeah. But you know, really. Don't you know who I am? We're yeah, your credentials. Blake and who? the pork. And I, I, I go in and I say, don't know who I am. They say, we know exactly who you are. That's why you're not going in. Look, I know someone else who's banned from most places is, of course, the shark. All right, that's it. I'm done. I've had enough. Okay? Week in and week out. Ricky throws whack jitin at us. And, I don't know, cavalcade of Muppets and fringe New South Wales Cup players. I've had enough. Send HSS and Schiller to the friggin' glue factory. I don't care. I'm done. You know what? From now on, Mark of the Shark is only about music. I hate sports. It's all rigged nonsense. Or your team's run by a total lunatic buffoon. All right? I'm done. Okay? From now on, this is just going to be about music. That's it. Until I, however long I do this show for, which may not be too much longer. All right? All right. This week, you know, I've never really heard this band before, but I, I figured I'd check them out. They're called The Beatles. Uh, and this is a seminal record by them called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Oh, Lonely Hearts Club Band, excuse me. See, I, I'm new to this stuff. All right, let's check this out. This song's called Getting Better, a thing that the Raiders surely are not. All right, this is nice. Oh, this is... Oh, yeah, this is kind of soothing. I feel a little bit better now already. Oh, I get mad at a lot of stuff. You know that... You know what I heard? I heard that if you... If you play these records backwards, there's like secret decoded messages. We should let's give that a try. I mean, like I don't know, whatever. Let's have some fun. All right, let's stop it. Let's stop it. Okay, let's let's get it in reverse. I got the I got the turntable here, so let's let's get this rolling backwards now. Okay. Mm, sack Reiki. Sack Reiki. What? Did you hear that? Let's try again. Reiki out. Ricky out, sack Ricky, sack, sack Ricky, sack Ricky. What? Did you hear that? All right, come on, come on, this can't be real. Sack Ricky, sack Ricky, Paul is dead, Paul is dead. Ricky out, sack Ricky. Oh my God, I can't escape it! What I tell you, Americans do not know anything about rugby league. Don't get football at all. I still love him though. I don't know. Well, you know, I've, we do. I've never I, met the shark, but I, I, I can't want to hang out with him. We we get we get a lot a lot of sort of anti shark um, comments and and mail mostly mail. from me. At least once a week we get something. Yeah. And so why do you have that guy on the show? He knows nothing about um, why do you football. Have an American and on Australian yeah. show. And I was like, well, he's on there to make the pork look good. He's, and, he's from, <laughs> yeah. and, and he's Australian now anyway. So you know. if you don't like the shark, go listen to some yeah. other podcast. Yeah, that's right. Just, like just if you don't like the shark, just skip it. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. He's only here to make Tim look good. That's right. And but talking about the shark, it's time for Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> and of course, that's brought to you by Raiders Plumbing because if you need plumbing you need ass crack if you need ass crack you need a plumber yeah go see les and trev les and trev down there at raiders plumbing they'll they'll see you right um of course my ass clown of the week is jack and i'll tell you why all the reasons we just said which are all great for him going out the market what more 
has to be done for you, Jack. What more has to be done for you? There comes a point where you go with a club where they've done enough for you and you've got enough out of them that you go to yourself, you know, I could do this and I could do that, but do you know what? I'm going to stick here because this is where I've been and this is who's looked after me. This is my family. And the instant you don't do that, why should we love you? Why should we love you if you're saying you don't love us? That's my ask, clown. Who have you got, Blarko? I'm going to go um, Matt's mate, Warren Smith. That could be a name drop. We've already had a few name drops. Oh, the there, cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst thing about his commentary. He's a cheerleader. It annoys the hell Well, the out thing of me. that annoys the hell out of me is what the hell did Sergio ever do to him? He's got this like weird. Can you text him, Matt, and ask him what? Yeah. What did he like push in front of him in a bar, or you know what I mean? What what did he, what did he do to him? Step on his the red shoes. Mist. Because Joyce he reckons is... he reckons that he's the biggest hothead psychopath grub on the field every single game he's playing, he's and it's throw it's, hands. it's it's there's very little evidence to support this. I mean, he did get sent off for that hit on Jerome Hughes, and then he was in tears after mm. the game mm. and went into the, the dressing sheds to apologise, and you know he was so remorseful and upset. Do you think Les Boyd ever went into the dressing sheds in tears and, you know, apologized? That's what a hard man, psychopath. Hmm. Uh, Les Boyd is is that thing. Sechen is not. So, Waza, I don't know why you keep on trying to push this this narrative. It's it's baffling and you're an ass clown and please stop it. Yeah. Matthew, who have you got for ass clown? Uh, mine's Paul Kent just for the way that he, um, and maybe some of the uh, Daily Telegraph, Fox Media, are attacking Joseph Suwali'i for going to rugby union. Here's a kid who grew up in rugby, um, was poached by Souths and then the Roosters, played a few seasons in rugby league, and and now he's decided to go back to a game that's played all around the world and try and make some money for a World Cup. I wish him luck and hope that he comes back. They, they, they were championing him not too recently for re-signing with the Roosters and like suck at rugby, and I just don't see how... It benefits anyone to have a go at a young kid and also have a go at the Wallabies. They were giggling at how successful the All Blacks are against the Wallabies. And this is an Australian television show making a mockery of an Australian national team against a different national team. I just think it's pathetic. And you got to think, you got to think bigger. Picture. Like if you don't like rugby, so what? If you don't like Aussie rules, so what? But there is a world where there are people that like all of them. And can and can enjoy watching Richmond play. Can enjoy watching the Wallabies and hope they do well. I, 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 I I'm, yeah. I'm happy that he went. And I wish we'd just know. give up on on rugby full stop. So we didn't give the All Blacks and New Zealanders in general the satisfaction but of getting us all. I've, I've but actually, rugby, but this. rugby league is littered with rugby union juniors, right? And I guess some of them are given scholarships to go to some of the better yeah. schools in Sydney and Brisbane, but. Joseph Suwali, Campbell Graham, Cameron Murray. There's a whole bunch, mate. That that Angus playing Graham. our sport. Angus, they're playing our sport that grew up playing rugby probably more than league. So let's, I'm not saying one sport's better than the other. I'm just saying if they want to switch, let them switch. Who gives a shit? Ricky Stewart. Ricky Stewart. Ricky, Ricky Stewart said he was always was a league man. He, was, he just went. He, to, he was. I, I will yeah. put it because well, Eddie's is, is basically Queanbeyan's private school. Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, that? I, I will put it out there. Rugby league is better than rugby union. Absolutely. It's a Absolutely. You want to you you improve rugby union, start by reducing the 15, um, mm. 15 and 13 players. And limit the tackles. Yeah, limit the tackles. Make, make, make field goals, make and field goals worth, worth less points. Yeah, less points. And make tries, but encourage people to go for tries instead of p- kicking penalty goals yeah, the whole time. Yeah, it would be there's, good. There's a whole bunch of ways you can improve Absolutely. rugby union. So when That's, I was at the Matt, front, Matt, 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 Matt Tomoko grew up, Matt Tomoko grew up playing rugby union. I know. You know yeah. what I mean? There's nothing. 
no, there's, no, nothing, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But the other night when I was at the Brumbies under suffrage, right, in the thing, I noted that at a third of the time during match play that I was there, they weren't playing football. Yeah, no, I get it. It's, they were sitting around with water bottles and talking to trainers and everyone was just fine with that. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? What the have hell you is been, going on? Have you been demoted? Is Sammy Williams taking your spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic no, chair. Yeah, now, no, now you're at the rugby union. So, no, no, I've, 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 I've requested and gone off on special um, projects. Okay. I'm working on special projects now. Um, and yeah, Sammy's got the plastic chair. Is that for like ASIO and ASIS? Like what actually like, happened? I, no, I what, can't say too much. What happened was I said to Tim, time's come, you know, the podcast's blowing up and you're going to have to choose between the ABC or the podcast. And he chose the yes. podcast. I love it. Are we are we sponsoring Queen Bian Roo? Is it what's happening? No, oh, we are. We did... blocking it, but I told Sammy. I'm now back on board. I'm on board. I'm on board. I think I think it's a good thing. No, no. The, the the problem was the second time I got COVID last year on Mr. Matts, they put Sammy in, and I listened, and I went, "Gee, he's just a bit better than me, isn't he? Seems <laughs> to know a bit about football. Yeah, like seems young, to know a bit about football." So I had, a, had a chat to Sammy. And what said, you should have done? Are you keen? And he was like, "Yeah, I am." And I was like, "Well, I'll still be around to back you up." And he was like, "Well, that's good." And then the ABC completely and utterly agreed with that position. What so you, you retired, you... Sam Williams. Uh, no, he was unofficially. Still, no, no, no. Was, he would already retired by the time this had happened. Okay. On the TV show Frontline, they were saying if you ever go with the TV host, he's mm. like, if you ever go away, make sure the person that fills in for you mm. can't do a better job than you. Mm. You know, because it's it happens all the time. Someone goes away. It's that's how Tony well, got his start on the ABC Sports. Yeah, sports. You know, but where were we going to find someone who was going to be worse than me? The shark. That's what I'm saying. You should have got the shark <laughs> to fill in. Yeah, it wasn't up to me. <laughs> wasn't up to me anyway no people that, hate not, americans on the abc sammy is doing a cracking job please keep listening because quite frankly i don't the abc could not have treated me better um with better conditions they have been wonderful and fully transparent with me the entire time sammy's doing a great job i'm still on the extended bench you know i'll still be there when they need me and so on but right now i'm taking some more time out to actually go to the games with my son and that's a good thing so yeah that's a good thing yeah now he has to sit with me yeah don't cry for me, Argentina, is what I'm saying. It's all Just good. Just take your glasses next week, mate. Had a mate. great so run. Had a great run. Loved my run. Still love my ABC. They're all wonderful. And Sammy's doing a great job, so get behind him, people. Anyway. Take th- your glasses to the next match. That isn't something that's annoyed me, but I'll tell you what, there is something that's made me a little bit annoyed. In fact, you might say it's ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? Do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? Is it when young people refer to records as vinyls? Uh, no, that doesn't annoy me at all. I've sort of come to grips with that now. It's, it's taken a few years. Um, is it people spending large sums of money on jeans that already already ripped when yeah, you buy them? I, I just don't understand. I never... I that never, grinds my gears. Yeah, I ne- it doesn't grind my gear. It just, it just confuses me. It baffles what, me. What grinds my gears, and I know I raised it last week, five-day turnarounds. You know, you can see a five-day turnaround at the beginning of the season, right? You can see it. When you're scheduling it, you can see it, Right. If you're going to do a five-day turnaround, do it against a side that's also doing a five-day turnaround or maybe a six-day turnaround but with extended travel. You don't do a five-day turnaround against the side that has the longest time off between the two matches at all because if you're doing that, you're just a bunch of assholes. You're inept or you're assholes or a mixture of the two. I don't know, but it grinds my gears. And NRL HQ, I know you don't care. You've been doing it for seasons, but you're doing it again. We always seem to get the rough end of the pineapple and it grinds my gears and I hate your guts. As the great man at the Roosters, Uncle Nick Lider says, Mm. we do not have a draw. We have a TV schedule. 
which yeah. is dictated to by Channel 9. Channel 9 don't care about this game. It's on at 6 o'clock on Friday night, you know, the dud time slot. Mm. And the other thing I will say about short turnarounds, though, is I think that some people have recently done some research into short turnarounds. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit like the um, thing with Jared Sutton mm. and uh, the Raiders' performances under him. I don't think there is actually that much of a huge difference. It's if- crucial decisions, not the overall results. It's crucial decisions in points where he has anything to do. Now you still talk about Jared Sutton. I'm saying there's not a huge difference between teams performing on the back of five day turnarounds and seven day turnarounds. No, no, I'm not arguing. I mean, we've 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 had you know risking injuries. When when we beat the Roosters at the SCG, I think that was on the back of a five day turnaround. I know, and I know sides do do it. And often when you see players go away state of origin and they back up two days later because it's actually better to back up two days later than five yeah. day or four days later it's actually it's actually less inflammation yeah. yeah that's right so it's actually better so i'm not saying it'll actually necessarily right the drugs the haven't chances, worn off yet but if you actually care in any way about player welfare right actually not working on it to make up a schedule whereby the minimum turnaround for a player is a six-day turnaround yeah, but probably the main difference between a five-day turnaround and seven-day turnaround is like one less training <laughs> session well, so they don't train as hard, so they, they are preserving their bodies. I mean, the, the team knows at the start of the year, the draw now, and they would plan accordingly. I don't think it's a huge factor. Yeah, well... I don't I, think it's a huge I, factor. You know, it, I know it grinds again. There, there are many ways it could have been avoided, and it wasn't. Because the, uh, the same way um, that Parramatta have played the team coming off the bye for the last three or four weeks, yeah. someone looked into the stats behind that as well, and do teams coming off a bye win more than they lose? You know, Do they have a better win percentage coming off the bye? They don't. Well, and it's yeah, the same oh, as no, this. No, but the five-day turnaround in general is an, is just a dumb thing. It's an inequity. If you're having one side that's had eight days break against one of the side that's had five, that's just unfair. And you can see it from the beginning of the season. It's not like an accident. Oh, my God, the scheduling collided for one reason or another. You know it. But um, it's the TV look, and now we find ourselves coming up against the reigning premiers who love beating us. Um, but the show has actually been fortunate enough to once more uh, get uh, some time with Ivan Cleary. Yeah. Um... How he's going? Ivan Cleary, Penrith Panthers coach. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I find it hard to believe anyone will uh, actually hear this. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, no one actually listens to this uh, podcast either. So, uh, yeah. So I, I thought I'd put my thoughts out, uh, my true thoughts out there about Jamin uh, uh, Simon. Um, yeah. Um, as no one will hear this, it's probably the time for me to uh, reveal, reveal my true feelings uh, about Jamie. Uh, yeah, and uh, that is the, uh, my dirty little secret is, uh, uh, yeah, what Rick said about him last year. Uh, yeah, you won't get too many people at the Panthers uh, arguing with it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, uh, Jamie Simon, uh, oh, he's a bit of a weak kind of dog person, really. Uh, if we're being honest, uh, yeah, um, he's actually um, he's actually not injured. Yeah, he just didn't want to play this week weekend. Uh, he didn't fancy it. Uh, you know, we knew there'd be a lot of media. Uh, uh, you know about about what happened last year, and, and yeah, he just did, didn't fancy it. And yeah, I, I was filthy to be honest. Uh, I said, Jamie, you're your kid, aren't you? Fuck me. You're, you're, you're a weak kind of dog person, mate. Um, yeah, so Rick, um, well, he's probably spot on his assessment, if I'm being honest. Um, um, yeah, as for the actual game, uh, oh, yeah. Um, so there we go. 
Um, yeah, just hope everyone enjoys it. Um, complete our sets and uh, yeah, play simple footy and ah oh, yeah, yeah, should be enough to to get the job done really. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later. Well, I mean, he says it like it is, doesn't he, Ivan? Man of few words. He is a man of few words. Um, and uh, look, we're honoured for him to come on the show, um, you know, to make time with us. And I must say, uh, back in the days when, you know, I was doing stuff with the ABC more frequently when we were travelling, Ivan was one of the very first coaches who actually made time for a no one from nowhere. And he answered your questions and he was respectful and he was nice. And from that moment, I, I know he rubs people up the wrong way. And so does Des, but both of those two specifically gave me time and actually talked to me. You know, who like, was the biggest? Who was the biggest prick to you? Oh God, there's a huge list of them. Um, no, but the the, the Wayne Bennett. Oh, Wayne Bennett's not nice to anybody. <laughs> um, but he wasn't nasty to me or anything like that. No, the the didn't Wayne Bennett ban the ABC at one point, or is that probably? One? But I, I look, I, I just I, I just want to draw attention to the fact that Des Hasler and Ivan Cleary get a rotten rap, but not for me. They were both really good for me to deal with, and I really appreciate what they did. Oh, you know? I don't. I've got time for both of them. Yeah, yeah. So no, they they were really really good. But thanks, Ivan, for coming on. But uh, now we better go through the team list and actually see who's actually playing this week. Right. So for the Raiders, we have got. In the number one jersey, Seb Chris on one wing. We've got, and he's back, Ra Ra Rapana. Um, he's back. Just no shoulder charges, please, Rapper. You know what I'd be interested in? Arnie J, you can find this one out. I want to see the Raiders win and loss ratio without Jordan Rapana as opposed to with. That's what I'd like to see because I actually think he makes that bigger difference. You know, occasionally he's had a few, you know, horrible games for us, like the one at Redcliffe last year against the Warriors. But mostly, I think he really adds a lot to the side. On yeah, the other look, wing, we, he's we, the most influential that was a we've ball. ever had. Yeah. We've had the most influential winger we've ever had. I would say, in some ways, um, he probably has more influence over the side than Jack White. I, I still, I can't believe you're a person who remembers Chicka, who was there watching Chicka. I was there. Yeah. I was there. I remember the whole the crowd rise to their feet. I think yeah. rappers. I think rappers are more influential winger than Chicka. Yeah. yeah. Thank Absolutely. you. Someone else has finally come around to I, my point of view. I think and over has. a longer period. I over loved, a long period. I love Chicka Ferguson. That 89 try still brings tears to my eyes. Still brings tears to my eyes. Of course. Tears of course. He was a great, classy finisher with silky skills and a step mm. off the left foot. But, mm. you know, like the ability that Rapper has to be able to turn a game and lift the side. And and he's also done it for New Zealand. I, I also, I just, I remember that game was against, I think, the Sharks last year. Just the amount of runs that he does from dummy half, like his ability to get in at the right moment. Early in the second half, I'm, and, I'm not saying he's bad. around. He's a massive in. He's a mass. As as someone said though, it's kind of a, a on Twitter to me. It's kind of a sign of where the Raiders are at that we're so excited about the return of a 33 year old winger. Yeah, well, but we <laughs> so what? That, whoever said that can go suck a bag of whatever because we were all not sure about Rapana about three years ago, right? When he yeah. he, he didn't finish he the season that well. So, some of us called for him to to come back through Reggie's. He and then busted. when he came and he came back with thinking, oh, you know, like he doesn't have that extra he's lost a yard of pace, shut down, came back to defend. Japan, yeah. And he's come back amazing. So we he, I would be deserves... I'm starting the campaign right now. He doesn't have a contract for next year. Resign Rapper. Resign Rapper. I can Resign, get behind, get behind that. that. Okay. On the Hashtag. other wing, getting back to the team, we've got Albert Hopawade. I think he's earned his spot. We've got in Over the Shiller, centers, definitely. Over we Shiller, have definitely. Matt Timoko in number three. And to the surprise of many, 
My mate, um, Harley Smith-Shield, is still in the number four jersey. Um, they did not have the best match against the Knights, I think. we. No, he struggled. Look, he struggled. He knows. Since he's come back, he's struggled. And, you know, does he maybe need to um, spend some time in reserve grade to work well, on his confidence, if nothing else? Because I, I have a feeling he's carrying an injury and, and we might actually see him drop out because I have a feeling that... There the, could be a smoke screen. I have a feeling the problem he's been having and possibly in that match is he's got a bit of a niggle and an injury. Um, he could be about to thing. get sick. He might pick up a knock between no, now and I'm, Friday. I'm serious. I think he's because <laughs> no one gets dropped. Into, no one gets dropped from I, Raiders. But what I'm saying is, I, I know, but I think he's carrying an injury. But um, you'll get to the extended bench. Yeah, there's an interesting mock- in, in the halves. We've got Fogarty back from his virus, and we've got Frawley in his actual spot where he has never lost a first grade competition point match with the six on his back yeah, on the left. His left side, left yeah, foot left on the side left, on the left in a box to the left for all of you fans out there of music. Okay, in the pack we've got Tarpanay, we've got Papali'i in the front row, we've got Wolford starting. We've got Thank Whitehead God. and Young in the second row with Hutter with a Nida locking the scrum. Then we've got Starling back at 14, Gula 15, uh, Sami Solo in 16 and Horsburgh in the 17. That's a great jersey. bench. That is a great it's bench. It's very good. Now we've got the Panthers. The Panthers start off with Dylan Edwards. Well, his form hasn't dropped. He, While the Panthers haven't been as good this year so far, it hasn't been him that's been the problem. Remember last year yeah, he the, the infamous match when they had all those players out. Yeah, and he he ran for like again it was over three hundred meters. And he was he's, unbelievable. He's up for doing the same thing again. We got Brian Toto on one wing. We got uh, Tariva on the other wing. Also very good. We got Tago in the centres with uh, with Crichton. Um, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a uh, a good thing. And then I hope he gets. The hearts, I hope he of gets. We got Luai and Cleary. We've got in the pack. They've got James Fisher Harris up the front with Leota and Kenny in between. Kenny's been copping a bit of flack from the Panthers fans. I've been noting, um, but I think he's just working. Well, he's no Abby Corrissau, well. but I mean, you know, he's not. But he's he's been in the side, so he knows stuff. You've got Young Hosking in the second row in the number twelve. Zach Hosking there he's going to be playing his sixth sixth game for the the panthers there of course we've got x raider Sorensen in the 11 jersey there he's now up over 100 games as well and i think did he play a senior game for us yeah yeah and then we've got uh yo um co-captain there in the 13 on the bench they've got unbelievably tyrone peachy going back to his second club because of course he started at the sharks uh, and went to um the panthers and that's well, sunny luke's Got KO'd, so he's he's on the eleven day stand now. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be the he's so, the backup nine now. Tyrone Tyrone Peachy's into the fourteen. Then of course you got Lindsay Smith, also going to be playing six game on the bench. Lindsay Smith's mum's great friend of Blake and the Pork. Is that right? That's yeah, that was the lady we were talking to at the Penrith. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, she was lovely. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, and a shout out to you there. Yeah, yeah. And your son actually played pretty. I remember him. He played pretty good football. Yeah, he's, he's a big. He's a big raw. Yeah, big, big raw bone bloke. Yes, yeah. and his mother was a delight. In fact, all those bloody parents of that Reggie side were nice, weren't they? Yeah. Um, we got Spencer Leno, who I actually rate um, quite a bit. Um, oh, I think most people do, Tim. Not, bit, no, might, but like before I thought he was a good bit part player. Now I'm starting to think he's coming up. And they've actually named Jamin Salmon in the 17 jersey. People are saying he's not playing, but he's Although he's, he's still in the side, but they're saying he's not there. He's there. Look. Um, they're not at their full strength, but they've got a system. They know what they're doing, and they're coming up against. We're in trouble. They're coming up against a Raider side trouble. that is really scraping for any form whatsoever. Um, and yet, strangely, I don't write off our chances in this match at all. No, well, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, you, know, you go get that game against the Knights. We all tried to sort of um, talk ourselves up, but in the back of our minds, we knew that that was a very likely outcome. What would happen happened, and you know. 
Bradman Best would return to his best. And, and he did, didn't he? And Gay Guy and that all carvers up. And, and, and at the same time, you know, there's part of us as Raiders fans that we think, well, sometimes we happen to jag these games. Mm. These ones where we don't expect to win at all, we seem to a save really our best performance. Good performance all of a sudden comes out and everyone says, oh, where was this? And that's that's a that's a side. And then it goes away again. <laughs> but something that fails to completely go away is Lord Funkington. Good day, everyone. Lord Funkington here. Been pacing up and down the room. I'm annoyed. I'm frustrated. Pissed off. We're going to say it. I'm pissed off. Do you know why? White jerseys. 0-3. Pathetic efforts times three. They look great. Don't get me wrong. They do look great. I'd buy one. I'd wear it. I'd get people to sign it. But the boys should absolutely, positively, never, ever, ever again wear that jersey in a game of rugby league. Far out. Zero and three. What a disgrace. Cursed by that jersey like we were in the old days with the white jerseys as well. Oh, dear. Facts don't lie. Man, man, man. Anyway. We've shaken that off. We've gone past. We have the defending premiers coming. Friday night, 6pm. They're not used to that. They're used to playing in their hovel of a ground at 8pm on a Thursday or a Friday. So there's going to be a surprise. We can take them, I reckon. We'll be wearing the green. God, that stupid white, bloody stupid jersey. God. It does it. We don't clash with anything. We're green. If you must wear something, wear it against... It. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I've gone off again. Look, you know how much it bugs Lord Funkington to see our beautiful boys run out in that monstrosity and the pathetic efforts that it uh, it it allows. Oh, man. Deep breath. Come on. In through the nose with me, out through the mouth. Here we go. Back in the green this week, back home. Time for a victory. Less bullshit. Less balls up the middle. Throw it wide to the guys who are paid to run fast and let them run fast. That's the only way we are going to be winning this weekend, and that's the best way, the quickest way, to the Raiders by 56. And I think that's all we have to say on that. But now it's time for... Who's got a lift? And we're going to break with tradition here, and Matthew, you're going to lead off. Who's got a lift? Oh, gosh. Wow. Um, putting you on the spot. You're me... Stepping up. This is your moment. Don't stuff this one up. You've been calling to the big leagues. Well, you could go for the easy thing like Harley Smith Shields has got a lift. Uh, Matty Frawley had a pretty average game on the weekend, Did. but he was playing. Um, he and was caught up late, into that out of big position. wind in the second half. Yeah, you know. and kicking on the wrong side. Um, I just, I need, uh, I need Ricky to figure out that hooker rotation a bit better. That's maybe what's got a lift. That the, the, Wolford was not even used in that game properly, and we. By the time he was used, it was ineffectual. So, so to me, um, who's got a lift? I am going to say Harley Smith Shields. It's pretty oh, obvious. Yeah, Blacko, who you got? Harley Smith Shields. But like, <laughs> you know, we're going to get to the extended bench now. Maybe. No, no, I've got to do. Soon. My, I, I'm basically saying everyone's got a lift except Taps. <laughs> I think Taps is running what he's doing, and everyone else has to up their game. Oh, up Matt, their game. Tim McKay, man, is. Being career best form. He but, okay, okay, we will get to the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Which, of course, is the favourite segment of anyone. And we bring it to you from Jersey's Megastore down there at Iron Knob Street, Fishwick, just behind the cock. They don't have the jersey you're looking for. What the hell are you looking for? Yeah, if you can't jerseys. score there, you'll never score. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Okay, so... That's, that's someone else's tagline. Is that's it? Peter Wynn's tagline. So, on the extended bench for the Raiders, we've got, uh, we've got Brad Schneider in the 18 jersey. 
There was a lot of talk on uh, our personal chat, especially from one Matthew Heather Locklear-Lenevez. He was wondering why, in fact, he wasn't brought into the squad um, last mm -hmm. week. I think a lot of people are feeling. Then we've got James Schiller moves out of the side onto the extended bench. We've got Peter Holler on the extended bench. We've got Trey Mooney on the extended bench. And in the number 22 jersey has been named young man from Goulburn by the name of Jared Crocker. Croker. It's, it's Croker, not Crocker. Is it? Is it? Uh, has he played, <laughs> tell, many, has he played many games? I don't know too much about him. But about he, 290. Is it 290? 292 games. Yes. He's played 292 games. So if there ever was a week for someone to come off the extended bench, if there ever was a week for Ricky to have a smoke screen, could this be the week? Jared Crocker. Will Harley Smith Shields pick up a knock in the week? Will he develop a stomach bug, food poisoning, some type of virus? Mm. He, he might. He might. He might. It's tough. It's tough, isn't it? Because you know, you look at the development of Matt Tomoko, and and it's he's now into what forty games or something, or maybe a little bit more. But yeah. he's now starting to get comfortable in the in the pace of the game and be able to know when to inject himself. And fifty games. He Harley played his fiftieth. Wow. Harley's probably on a pretty similar trajectory. He just hasn't played as many games, and it it gets to where do you stick with them and allow them to to get over that twenty thirty game hump and and start to get more comfortable with the game slows down. Or would they benefit more from going back to reserve grade? Mm. And and it's a really tough choice to make. And that probably comes down to the personality of the player, not necessarily their skill or potential. And because at and this point, I, I could see Jared playing this weekend. Yeah, at really this do. point, at this point, what is Harley offering that Jared doesn't? You know what I mean? It's it's not much. Jared mate. comes into the side and he brings goal kicking. He brings leadership. He's not as explosive and fast as he no, used to be. No, but I think his defence is better. No, is Har better. but Harley's getting wrist sold a little bit in his runs. He's, yeah. not, he's not as big or strong as yeah. as Matty Tomoko. I'm also, well, why isn't, I mean, this is an old bit, but Semi's been fantastic in reserve. Oh, <laughs> my God. Here he goes again, Semi. He has. He has. But, but what, what's, what Semi's a, a right centre, isn't he, and a right winger? And he's... And he's playing. And wing we're talking about we're talking about left. left. We're talking about left center position. And Jared Croker's talking about the extended bench. Hey, for... well, I'm, I'm finished with the Jared Croker stuff, right? Crocker. Croc. There are two things that make this is just devil's advocate. Just a couple of things I'm putting out there. If Jared Croker doesn't come into the side, where I am calling for him right now, I'm calling for him to come into the side at, at the expense of Harley Smith Shields. If he doesn't come in the side, there are two possible reasons I've considered as to why he may not. One, right? When Xavier Savage comes into the side. He's going to go to fullback. He's not going to play wing or reserve grade or any other Tim's wacky ideas. He's going to, as soon as he's ready, he's sliding back straight back into fullback, right? Where does Seb Chris go when when Xavier Savage comes you just, in? You can't miss a, a podcast without left center, off right? So if we bring in Jared, if we bring Jared Croker in now, are we then going to have to turn around and drop him again in two weeks to put Seb Chris to left center? That'd yeah. be weird. That'd be awkward. And then the other thing I thought about, and this is like really. I'm not saying this is true. This is just an idea, just putting it out there. Blake's going to have some there. Blake's Jared. What if Jared Croker has revealed that he has to play a certain amount of games this season in first grade in order to trigger his option for next season, right? What if there's a scenario at the club where the club doesn't want him to trigger that option and they won't play him? See... Unlike you, the people at the club actually have some sort of emotional attachment to people and aren't complete assholes. <laughs> so I think that's really unlikely. It's a possibility, though, because it has actually... Well, it, it, as it, a rugby league historian... The club has suddenly been taken over by assholes. As a rugby league historian, there is precedent that that's happened in the past where players have not been played 
because the club has not wanted to trigger that. Kirk Reynoldson at the Newcastle Knights. Remember him, that guy, Bush Ranger looking guy mm, that played yeah. for the Storm and then went, went to the Knights. He was at the Knights and in the last year they actually refused to play him because they didn't he got a want... bonus. Yeah, no, he got a he got a contract trigger for the next year. Another year. Uh, it it's it's tough, right? Because watching that game on the weekend, you know, Jared would have done as as good a job as what he wouldn't Hallie have done did. any worse. He wouldn't have done any nah, worse. Maybe even a little bit better. Yeah. But, but it's it's, uh, it's look, hard I, to... I, don't, I do not think they will play Ducks and Drakes with Jared Croker. And you think that if Jared bring comes him back, for him to do if Jared comes job. back, the crowd lifts, the team lifts. I mean, we saw it in his in his one game that he played at first grade yeah, yeah. last year before he got injured. He gave it his all, and he absolutely he was great. He and you do it, you do it at home too. You do yeah, it at home, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no. But I mean, as someone pointed out, you know, and this is absolutely true of myself. And look, I'm a hypocrite, and I admit it. You know, I would have been calling for him. To be to be yeah, to be dropped twelve months ago for Harley Smith Shields, and now I'm calling for the reverse. So we're a fickle bunch. I'm not. We're a fickle bunch. No, you are. I'm not. I stick, pick and stick. That's the way I go. But Harley Harley's probably having a little bit of a confidence crisis too he at is. the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe it would benefit him from um, from going back to reserve grade and, and building his confidence because that last bit of shift, you know, towards the back end of the game, just drop yeah. that ball cold. Also, the game yeah. against the cows, he did the same thing, and he's he's a little bit hesitant in, in some of his reads in defence. And and Dan, Dan Gagai took full advantage on the weekend. I think he'll Got defend to... better with Rapana. I think Rapana knows when to come out and help out, and you know we'll probably have better talk. He'll probably be better defensively mm-hmm. from having Rapana outside him than he would have been having Schiller. Who right, obviously right. we hadn't finished the extended bench, and you just ridden right over the top. But they've got Matt Eisenhuth in eighteen. <laughs> Paul Gowan's cousin. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we've got Jack Cogger. Um, uh, Ex-Newcastle Knight. Chris Smith. Was ex, he? Ex-Melbourne Storm, I think. Chris Smith, isn't he? Mm, I could be wrong. Uh, Kurt Falls, who we've seen in first grade yeah. last season, is actually pretty damn handy. Yeah, he uh, was off contract and then only at the last minute got an extension um, but he's, with the Panthers. He yeah, looks as though someone that, you know, he'd be good enough to get run somewhere. handy, handy. Well, half. he fell over the line. I don't know. He's a handy half. And then they've got a guy like called Tom Jenkins. Look, just simply for the the ability that we've actually got a player that's just bordering on two hundred, you know, three hundred games. I've got it's to just experience. You've got to give it to on experience. Got, I've got to give it to the Raiders on the extended bench on experience. But now it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day Raiders fans! What a disappointment Sunday's game was. Apart from a few exceptions, a lot of players just didn't have a real dig, which is a worrying sign. I apologise to my kids for dragging them to the game given our performance, but neither cared after they got a few photos and signatures after the match. Credit to Papa, Jack, CHN and Matt Timacore for doing it, as I'm sure it was the last thing they felt like doing. Jack's sin binning didn't didn't look like much to me seeing it live and a replay on the big screen, but I am yet to watch the replay on TV yet, so maybe I'll reserve judgment there. Um, and but now that he is out, I would have much preferred Brad Schneider named at six. We we only got one good half of footy out of Frawley on Sunday, and he was heavily targeted in defence. He may have copped a bump in the first half though, so maybe I am being a tad harsh. So let's look at this week. On the surface, it doesn't look great, uh, but it is not all doom and gloom. My models have have us at a thirty three percent chance to win with a predicted margin to lose by eight. The Panthers are a shadow of their former selves and it's and they are much easier to beat this year as opposed to the last. 
we are averaging more line breaks per game, more tries, and we have a much better conversion rate. They have been playing a really simple game plan of metres gained and not much else. They average over 2,000 metres a game this year, which is top of the table. We are averaging 1,720. So that translates to around 8 to 10 metres extra per set. Para did a good job of jamming in and tackling hard the first 30 minutes against them last week. So we should look at doing the same if they have a similar game plan. Panthers also lead the comp for kick return metres, with their back five running over 1,100 metres combined. So we should have a really simple defensive game plan this week. Jam up and in when they are coming out of their half and stop the metres. When we kick, we kick and we find the grass. Number three, we get up under the rib cage of the back five when they are taking when they are taking their hit-ups. And four, Yo has been the link man in the first half this year. In the second half, he has been taking the line on much more often, so we need to keep an eye out for that. So for us, we need to increase our intensity. We were out-enthused, out-muscled and outplayed by a genuine bottom four side on Sunday. We really need to lift. Secondly, we need to throw a lot more at them in attack than bombs and crash plays. Stand deeper and run onto the ball out for run onto the ball as far as the outside backs go for starters. We need to get much more bodies in motion in general. So tough week this week, but Penrith's attack has been far from elite, so it's not all bad. If they do put 40 on us, then we might be in for a long season this year, and maybe we can ask the question of what our coaching staff have been doing all off-season. Good luck to the men in green. But there are, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. One, two, three. And you know my reason to be cheerful? It's the shoe man. The shoe man's hundred percent record. Hundred percent record at, at number six. It's not going. It's not about to be broken this weekend. You mark my words here. Raiders getting up. Put take your last ten bucks. Take your last ten bucks. Put it on the Raiders. How'd that win. ten bucks go? I, well, the listeners already took their last ten bucks last week mm. and put it on the Raiders to win the premiership. The premiership. That's right. And they I know. Wait, they they should have waited another week. It's blown out. <laughs> what are the odds? We should actually. It's like thirty bucks or something. There's still. I'm. I'm surprised it's even that. It's uh, not that we promote gambling on this show. No, we don't promote gambling because everyone who gambles loses. You'll lose. You'll lose. You'll lose. You know. You know. Any any money you put on, you've got to be prepared to lose and be able to lose because, frankly, that's what's going to happen. Um, but that's my reason to be cheerful. The shoe man at number six. Anybody Especially else? if you listen to Matt's tips. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, please, mine. This Matt or Matt from the other podcast? Because my tips yeah, are great. Are you, mate? The Premiership hasn't hasn't finished yet. The Grand Final hasn't stopped yet. What are you talking about, my tips? Yeah. Um, my reason to be cheerful is holy shit. It's not easy this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's my kids. I'm just looking to photo my kids. <laughs> they make me cheerful. Um, oh, it's been a rough week, actually. Um, my reason would be that we're going to win this weekend. I have a feeling. Uh, listening to that. Uh, after the the scars of that game on the weekend, I thought, Jesus, we're going to get beat by Panthers by sixty points. And then listening to the the team lists, they they they're lacking a little bit. Um, and I, I feel like we might be up for it. I feel like the short turnaround might actually benefit us. And we are going to be in this game at about the fifty minute mark, um, whether we win or we lose. 
and get blown out, but we're going to be in it up to our eyeballs at that 50 minute mark. Like we often are against Penrith and, and my reason to be cheerful, I guess, um, is we've got rapper back, you know, yeah. he's, he's a club legend, man. Like he's, and he's going to go down as the greatest winger that's ever played for the club. If not the greatest, like Blake says, the second greatest, like Pork says, we've got our, we've got one of our, no, our Pork's got players. bloody, um, Pork's you, got Sean gonna, Hoppy still ahead of him. You're going to pull this Ken crap Nagus. up again. No, I don't have Ken Nagus and I don't have Sean Leslie Hoppy. Leslie Vanacolo. I do not have Ken no above him either. No one is the Shandor other one. Shandor Earl. No one is. No one is in, 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 in the conversation off. simply because of the impact that how he exited the club takes him out of that Shandor? Shandor. No, Shandor's not in there. Shandor's no. not in there. Neither is Justin Carney as much as people have pushed Richard forward. Richard Villasanti. Brett Kelly, No. Not there. He's not a winger, and he never played first grade. Oh, he Villasante. was in the <laughs> He was. A, yeah, he never played for the Raiders in first grade. Did he? He <laughs> played for Australia and had a yeah. sticky, had some sticky fingers on the, the yeah, triple yeah, line. That's uh, allegations. We unsubstantiated. <laughs> he put his hand in Arnie J's honeypot. Black. Yeah, it's a true story, Pork. I don't know what you're worried about. Blake, you've got a um, listener of the week for us. We do. It's Paul, who I has never occurred to me to be a listener of the week before and he's an absolute legend he's on twitter what's his twitter handle is it paul raiders Raider guy? guy paul or paul raiders guy i'm just gonna look it up right now hey paul isn't paul's a dead set legend and he calls it like he sees it and honestly i think paul raider guy at paul raider guy 648 followers he deserves more he deserves more that's he right. deserves more. get on board get around him people dad jokes yeah mash reruns beatles fan i mean yeah yeah all around great guy yeah, yeah, and Beatles. Just for the reference of you people out there, that's the band that Sharky was introducing to us to yeah. earlier. Yeah, check out some of their music on vinyls. Yeah, you might find it interesting. Um, a little-known band um, out of Northern England um, had a bit of an impact, I guess you could say, in the music scene up there at one stage. But yeah, um, merchandise. Yes, we've got merchandise. We've got Raiders by Fifty Six Beanies yep. still available. Landspeed.com.au. Um, this run hasn't sold out as quickly as previous runs, but I figure it's just the unseasonably warm weather. I mean, Matt's wearing his ass clown beanie right now, and it looks fine. I'll buy a, I'll buy Raiders by fifty six because I need to switch them out. Is it the same colours? Yeah, it's exactly the same. It just says Raiders at the front and by fifty six on the back. Mm. Mm. The same winning design. We need to have one that's white and one that's blue just to piss off some people. Yeah, yeah. we probably do. Now we're not to- doing a white beanie. They get very dirty, grubby. With with merchandise, we also have to point out a big uh, call out to T Mac, who's uh, doing uh, a rather large walk for autism support out there. Long time listener of the show, and uh, I think we've tweeted out the uh, yeah. link for people to get on and, and yeah. sponsor that. Uh, yeah. A worthwhile thing. He's always wearing the ass clown beanie, which is fairly appropriate for him. No, uh, good on him. So we've also got all the the shirts at Rugby League merch as well. We do. And there's talk, there's rumours, there's a new shirt on the horizon. Mm. The shoe man. The shoe man. Shoe man, I wonder if we can get a photo of the shoe man on there as well. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Our people are talking to his people, you know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And also, um, if whatever platform you're listening to this show on, uh, if you want to support the show, give us a review, give us a rating, iTunes. Mm-hmm. It's all we have in our life, mate. Make us feel, you know, some sort of, you know, you know, worth something, something. Make <laughs> us feel anything. We're, we're uh, I've got inside. another reason to be cheerful. Before, <laughs> before we finish up the show, reasons to be cheerful. We could potentially have two million dollars to spend on the salary cap next year if Jack White and does in fact leave the club right because we had you know there was nine hundred thousand whatever we were throwing at um at david Fafita, mm-hmm. and another 1.1 million that's two million dollars mm. we could sign luke brooks how good yeah we could sign rts 
who I hear wants to return to rugby league. Is that right? It's an interesting rumor. He's, 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 uh, it's a rumor that I started and it's starting to take <laughs> off. Right, starting to get some legs. Okay, so coming up. Uh, we after this we got the Bronx away up there in Queensland Saturday April seventh uh, Saturday eighth April at seven thirty five then we come home and we play the Dragons at two p.m. on Sunday April the sixteenth and then we have the bye win it's it's <laughs> a sign of how the season's going that I actually looked um, uh, on Sunday I went oh how far away is the bye yeah. When you start looking forward to the buy, oh, yeah, yeah. it's not a good sign. No, it's not. Anyway, you have been listening to Raiders of You with Blake and the Pork. I am the Pork. I'm Blake. And Heather. And we'll talk at you again soon. Blake and the Pork.